Yeah, it's it's nothing but Tom Brady. It's nothing but Tom Brady. Not that that's a surprise, but uh, it's and it's funny. Everybody's got you know you've got to pull your viewers in, your listeners in somehow, and everybody's got a different approach. The local news stations are talking to anybody that they can. They had some guy on the the CBS thing. I don't even know who he is. Uh, you got uh, yeah Rome. Rome was. I don't even know what the hell he. Half the time, I don't know what the hell Rome has. So many inside references to his own show and to his clones and stuff that I I can listen to usually about ten minutes of Jim Rome at the most, and then he gets on to things that I I'm just. He has like his own his own lingo, for th- and I'm like, what is he even talking about? What is he talking? I don't even know. It's all this like '90s. It's all this like '90s California surfer talk. It's just like ooh, nobody anywhere ever talks like this. And then you listen to his clone, which my I have a lot of uh, fan bases that I don't like. I hate wrestling fan bases. I've always hated wrestling fans, even though I love wrestling. Just I hate. I don't. I don't want to talk about pro wrestling with almost unless it's a friend, unless it's like Shimo, who I've been talking for thirty years about pro wrestling. I don't really want to talk about pro wrestling. I want to talk about pro wrestling where nobody can talk back to me about pro wrestling. It's a weird thing. And the fans, they're not as sleazy as they used to be because now it really has, just like everything, right? Just like Marvel and just like, I mean, so many things. It's just caught on. Making a little lunch here. It's just caught on. It's so just mainstream. I mean, everything is just mainstream, like everything. You go back 30 years ago, 40 years ago, if you're reading comic books with superheroes and Marvel, and st- you'd be made fun of, oh, you nerds. You're watching wrestling. What did everybody say? Oh, you know that's fake, right? Though. And uh, and now it's just like everybody, you know, ESPN covers pro wrestling. It's like, what is happening? Um, but I don't, I don't actually love that. Uh because, well, we'll get to that in a sec. We're talking about fan bases, Jim Ro- the clones as they're called, probably my least favorite of any of any sports talk like radio talk show. The the Jim Rome clones because they truly, I mean, that is there's no more fitting word. You could take out one and plug in another, and you wouldn't know the difference. They all talk the same. They all sound like Jim Rome. They all sound like they all sound like. They're talking from a script that they wrote, and they are. That's why. Um, just like him, he's reading. You know, you can see it now on TV. He's got his papers in front of him. He's got he's got his script. The this whole thing that's printed out, which to me is sort of amazing. Like, I don't know. You've got people. You watch Dan Patrick and and even you know Cowherd and these guys that they seem pretty off the cuff. I mean, Dan Patrick. It sounds like his first ten minutes. It sounds like he's kind of maybe reading, but. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but I can't listen to Jim Rome for more because once he starts taking calls from the clones, Rome, what's up, Romy? I'm out. Thanks for the vine. You know, because you're in the jungle. That's the name of the show. Sh- sh- Welcome to the jungle, Jim Rome. And then the people call it, hey, Romy, thanks for the vine. I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, one person somewhere said that. Like, hey, is this a jungle? Is this a vine? Thanks for the vine, Rome. And and it's just, if you if you didn't know anything and you listen to this show for the first time, you're like, what are you talking about? 
I've been listening to the show for almost 20 years, and I don't know what they're talking about half the time. Uh, but when he's just talking about, you know, when it, the opening minutes of the show and he's just kind of monologuing, it's like, all right, that's cool. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's funny, though, about the fan, you know, stuff that's become mainstream. I guess I was going to talk about Tom Brady, but who cares? We talked about him enough. He's retiring. The different approaches, you know, Rome's talking about God knows what. Cowherd's, in classic Colin Cowherd fashion, it's like, what does Brady's retirement mean for Aaron Rodgers? Like, okay, God forbid we we go five seconds without talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, anyway. Mm. Mm. Ah. Ah. Oh, that's delicious. Mm. Mm. I don't know how she does it. It's so good. It's, 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 you know, it's pasta and there's sausage and there's black beans and there's almost like a sweetness to it. And it's a little spicy. I don't like spicy, but it's just just the right amount of. I think the sausage is the spicy part, but there's a few. You know, there's some there's some spices in it too. Oh, it's so good. That's why I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurry up and finish this. Uh, so it's just funny to look at like everybody's different sort of. Approach. I'm sure that. Uh, well, I was gonna say Dan Patrick must be pissed that the announcement came so late, but it came it came during the morning, so he probably spent. I didn't even. I didn't get a chance to even turn on Dan Patrick to see uh, what he was talking about with Tom Brady, but Dan Patrick to me is the he's the standard bearer. Everybody else is is a distant second. Uh, I just it's I don't he's the he's to me is the best. He's the most knowledgeable about sports. He doesn't get he doesn't get all worked up and serious about it either. That's the thing that I like. There's such a there's such a laid back thing with Dan Patrick. Um. And I was talking about earlier, you know, like people have their man, Dan Patrick has the man cave and I love it. It just has all this memorabilia and he's the fireplace. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the great studio. That's what you want anyway. Uh, but they all have their different approaches and it's, uh, Jim Rome's is the most insufferable to me just because he takes so many calls from those goddamn clones. And, uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's certain things. Yeah. I guess the wrestling fan base is not as, but it is still as bad because there's, there's such a stupidity where these people, these wrestling fans, like you can't be a WWE fan and an AEW fan. God forbid. I don't fucking get that. I watch both. Can't you watch both and enjoy both? And if there's something you don't like, turn it off. It's a pretty simple formula. You, you like something, keep watching it. If you don't like it, turn it off. And why would you just say, like, oh, I'm not going to watch AEW. That's not WWE. Like, what? Watch it. Or AEW fans saying, I'm not going to watch WWE. They fuck, fuck, them, fuck them. Well, okay. But, like, do you, then don't watch it. But, like, you're just going to, just because it's WWE, you're not going to watch it? Like, I choose not to watch it because... Every time I do, it's pretty bad, and I fast. But I still am curious. I fast forward. Um, they're also lying. I mean, the notion that there's somebody who just like would protest watching the Royal Rumble just because hey, get out of here. Uh, anyway, but it's just crazy. It's crazy how mainstream everything has become, and I don't love that. I, some people are really happy, like, 
you know, after after all these years of loving um, whatever pro wrestling or comic books, uh, Marvel superheroes, Star Wars, they're just these things are now just so accepted and so big and so like every movie in the theater is a superhero movie every look at the marvel look how many marvel movies they've made in the last since 2007 before 2007 none (laughs) i mean yes there were spider-man movies and some other things some of the bigger one you know hulk and some stuff like that but after iron man then it was just like okay floodgates are open it's gonna be nothing but marvel and some people are really happy about that, like that it's the thing that they love that they used to be made fun of for loving is now loved by everyone. I don't like that. I don't want everyone to love the things that I love. That was part of the fun of growing up watching wrestling in the 90s was that nobody was into WWF in the 90s. In the early 90s, they had a sharp drop off and it was the end of, you know, Hulkamania kind of ran its course. And he went over to WCW and tried to recreate it, and that nobody really wanted it there either. So he became evil in NWO, and then that, then that regenerated. Like then everybody was into wrestling with the NWO, and and then the Attitude Era of Stone Cold and The Rock and all that stuff. But before that, it was you go back to 1993, 1994, 1995, and nobody was watching it. Nobody except me and Shimo and a few friends. And it was great because you'd go to the shows and they were never sellouts. They were, you could just like, the whole place was just, it was a big arena that was like, oh my God, they have the whole place tarped off because they couldn't sell the tickets. And, uh, and I loved it. It was just great. I loved the fact that like, I don't care who else likes this. As long as there's enough people liking this and paying for it that it's not going to go out of business, then that's all I care about. And it's not to say that I don't want people to be successful and make a ton of money off of something. Um, it's just that I I like I like not having the whole world know about like you go on Twitter and it's just like, yeah, everybody everybody just sort of knows wrestling stuff. And it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, there's always like a a meme of like a I don't know Macho Man or Ric Flair or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I, I I know I saw those guys wrestle back when back when nobody was going to wrestling shows. And uh, I don't know I don't I, I guess I just don't like to share. So I don't love the yeah I guess and that's why I don't I don't give a ton of recommendations of thing. I mean I do on this podcast, of course. And here comes another bite. Mm. Oh, that's good radio. That is good podcast material, me eating. Mm. That is so good, though. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> it's just one of those things where I just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like to share. If I was a, com- if I grew up reading comic books... And it was just maybe me and like one or two other friends who were really into comic books and nobody else knew or cared about these things at all. And then all of a sudden it became this huge thing and everybody's reading comic books and everybody's watching the superhero movies and everybody knows about Marvel stuff. I'd be like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I've had enough of this. You can, you guys can have it. I'm done. It's just a weird thing. Maybe I just have mental problems, but 
Anyway, <laughs> I saw somebody that what triggered us. I saw somebody with a mar a, a license, a custom license plate, New Hampshire plate that said like Marvel. It said Marvel nerd. I don't remember if it was like M R V L N R D or M V L N E. I I don't remember what it looked like, but it was a it was a BMW. It said Marvel nerd, and. uh I was like, I don't, hey, and that's the other thing, I wouldn't have, I would never, I would never even put up like a, a wrestling or a video, any of the shit that I love, I wouldn't have it on my, I don't want people to, I, outside of this podcast, where I'm just talking about anything, I don't care about that, um, but I don't want to like advertise the shit that I'm into, I guess, it's a weird thing, like if you come into my house, you'll see a shelf with some, some Funko <laughs> Little pop figures and some Transformers figures and some wrestling figures, a handful of stuff that's not boxed away somewhere. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I, I think, I, I think that's it. I would, I would put stuff in my house that indicates, you know, there's a room that has the Transformers, the movie poster. If I had all my Transformers toys and I had room to display them, like I'm excited, like Shimo, my good buddy Shimo, he's gonna, he's you know, restarting his uh, his collection of toys and He Man and Star Wars and Transformers, Ninja Turtles, all these things, and I'm really excited about that because that's something, to some degree, I would like to do. I think that's cool, but that's not. That's not so like, hey, everybody come to my house and see all the shit that I'm into. And I know that's not for Shimo who doesn't give a shit if anybody sees it. He's doing it because he loves the toys. And <laughs> and famously, uh, his toys were all donated to church, to his church when he was a youngster, which if there's only if there's one thing worse than finding out that your beloved childhood toys were donated, it's finding out that they were donated to a church. That's just like it's a double gut punch. Like church, ugh, no, no church is going to be able to appreciate these things. And uh, so he's he's rebuilding his collection because he loves it. If I ever had a collection, I hope to someday I have a room with like, yeah, a bunch of toys and arcade machines with like Simpsons and Ninja Turtles, that kind of thing just set up and like, cool, I can play my classic arcade games without waiting for them to show up on some kind of console. And uh, it's it's strictly just for my enjoyment. So I guess I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, putting stuff up in your house is one thing. Putting something on a, like a license plate, like I'm not going to get a license plate that says you know Transformers or something. I'm going to get a license plate that says like uh, I I love Shawn Michaels, <laughs> something like that. So like yeah, when you see Marvel nerd, plus the other thing is like. If you are going to have a license plate that says Marvel Nerd, what's the there's a certain expectation, isn't there? Like if you're if you're a, in a parking lot and some other Marvel Nerd sees your plate like, "Ah," and then they start like talking to you, you got to you got to know your shit, which I assume anybody that says Marvel Nerd on their license plate knows enough to be able to have that conversation. But uh I I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just I keep thinking about that sausage. I'll be honest with you. I keep wanting to go back and have sausage bites. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, uh 
Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. The idea, too, that, like, you know, maybe it's not just Shimo. Maybe there's other friends that I have who will rebuild their old toy and or video game collections. And we'll all, like, <laughs> when we just get, you know, get to that point where we just have money. We don't know what to do with it because we don't have to worry about, like, the kids' college anymore. And, you know, all this stuff's paid for. House is paid off. All this I'm not even going to care. Like, okay, we go on vacation or maybe I could just buy. <laughs> maybe I can just buy more toys. Oh man. No, I that's not that's not going to be the case, but um yeah, I I I love I love the idea of somebody having a cool like I said earlier, like cool memorabilia in the background, sports stuff, video game stuff, superhero stuff, Star Wars, toys, game, whatever. All that shit in your house, that's great. I think that's cool, and I, I I look forward to seeing Shimo's collection someday. I look forward to either getting my own out of out of storage or rebuilding certain parts of it. I think that would be kind of neat. Um, I also know this one shelf that I have with all these toys on it is just so dusty, and to just be able to just like dust it, even with a feather duster, I would knock them all over. So there's also part of me that's like, nah. I'll just look at pictures of toys on the internet, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, but yeah, I don't like to. I, I'm you know, if I grew up as a Marvel or a DC or some kind of superhero fan, I would be. I would not be thrilled with how popular it's become. Just as I am, I'm not thrilled with uh, with uh, with WWE because it's it's as I've said before in this podcast, it's not for me. Mm. Oh, sausage, sausage is for me though. Um, what's the other thing? Yeah, it's just like wrestling's not for me right now. Like they're clearly, I'm not the audience anymore for WWE. I'm more the audience for what AEW shows me, and that's cool. But the more sort of widespread and mainstream your thing becomes the less it's going to resemble that thing potentially that you loved because now they're trying to get everybody on board and to stay on board. And yeah, so that's why you've got these, my God, these Star Wars nerds. I think the only fandom that's worse than wrestling is Star Wars because they're just, they're fucking evil. These Star Wars that just like, they hate everything. And I get it. I, I hate the prequels. I didn't love the prequels. I can't. Phantom Menace is unwatchable as far as I'm concerned. It is unwatchable. It is so bad. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know anyone who can sit through it. Um, the other two are not so great. The third one definitely has its moments. I can definitely watch that one. Uh, but people are just, you know, with these last three that just hate, I mean, these are Star Wars nerds, so it's no surprise that, uh, you know, they hate women. <laughs> and uh, they just, you know, the character... I had a co-worker, I remember talking about the character Rose from the second... Rose Tico from that second... Uh, what is it? The, uh, the Last Jedi? I don't even remember. I don't even know the names of them anymore. Uh, the Last Jedi. And, uh, you know... Yeah, is she the most uh, is she the most captivating character that they've ever had in the Star Wars? No, but is she like? I mean, this this girl left social media 
she was driven almost, you know, she had like suicidal, you know, it's just like, dude, it's a fucking movie. It's a movie about puppets in space. Just cool, cool down, okay? Just cool your jets. I'm sorry you don't like Rose Tico. Nobody was particularly fond of Jar Jar Binks. That was another one. This poor guy who played Jar Jar Binks wanted to kill himself. Um, <laughs> This poor bastard did Jar Jar and then thought like, oh my God, the kids are going to love this. I'm going to bring people so much. J-. Like this nice fellow who voiced Jar Jar Binks has such a big heart and was so excited. He obviously had big heart, maybe not such a big brain. If you do Jar Jar Binks and then you think that that's going to be loved by anybody, I don't, I don't know what you're what you're, what you're, what's going through your head, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this sweet man to Jar Jar Binks, and then the whole world hated Jar, I mean, this is even long before there's Twitter or anything, but you have the internet in 1999, for sure, and, but it's not just the internet, I mean, that was, Jar Jar Binks was lampooned by anyone and everyone, you know, late night talk shows, uh, you know, comedy, sh- everything, because he, you know, I almost say he objectively sucked. I haven't met anyone who's like, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jar Jar Binks. And it's not this poor guy's fault. He did the voice acting. They told him, here's the character. Here's the, you know, he he did the voice. Excuse me. He did the voice. But just like, I, you know, I wasn't online saying like, oh, whoever played Jar Jar Binks should kill himself. Um, But that's what these people do. Like, they're like, you know. They 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 wanted the girl who played Rose to just be like not living anymore, and it's re- it's fucking sick, man. And and these guys are in for probably more more rude awakenings as we continue because like Disney owns Star Wars, and they want as many people watching Star Wars as possible. So it's not all going to be for you. And these these fucking Star Wars guys have a hard time with that. Uh, my kids really enjoyed those movies. They. You know, they liked Ray. I liked Ray. A lot of a lot of dudes did not like Ray. <laughs> uh, a lot of racists did not like Finn, simply because, you know, um, I I didn't I just I enjoyed I didn't I didn't love I thought Ray was a little intense at times, like just a little too serious about everything. Like, all right, calm down, Ray. Just. You don't need to be so serious. All that. that character just annoyed me for that reason, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't dislike. I don't know. I like Daisy Ridley. I thought she did a good job. She did probably what she was told to do. This is what the characters like. And yeah, anyway, uh, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. The different radio guys have their different. They have their different uh, spin on on Tom Brady. They, they're they're different angles, which is exciting. Maggie and Perloff. That's the name of the show. I was trying to think of earlier. With McLovin from the Dan Patrick Show, uh, yeah, they all have their you know cowherds saying uh, Tom Brady's. Really, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he's talking about Baker Mayfield somehow as we speak. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Uh, so I don't know. That's all. I'm tired and I'm hungry. I got to eat this sausage. I I hope this was entertaining for you. I'm sorry if it wasn't. I don't usually apologize, but this. I'm hungry. All right, see ya.